Hello, this is Richard Outram, and welcome to the Prepare for Growth podcast series, bite-sized wisdom for leadership and personal development. So thank you for taking time out to join me. I'm so grateful for this unique opportunity. Okay, and in this week's Prepare for Growth podcast, I'm thrilled to introduce Susie Levan, spiritual warrior, author, certified non-denominational pastoral counselor, hypnotherapist, meditation teacher, life coach, and Reiki master and teacher. Susie enjoyed a very successful career as an executive vice president and chief operating officer for a New York Stock Exchange listed company. She was shaken to the core to awaken after her near-death experience in 1988. And from then, her life's work for the past 30 years has been teaching the importance of meditation and helping women live their best lives. She's published two meditation CDs with Grammy nominee, New Age musician, Stephen Halpern. She founded the Work-Life Balance Institute for Women and founded Balance Magazine from 1999 to 2009, a magazine for women directed towards personal growth and self-development. For over 20 years, she has facilitated a bi-weekly women's wisdom circle to empower, inspire, and guide women to amplify their greatness and discover their destiny to create a meaningful life. As a transformational leader and change agent, she speaks frequently on metaphysical and spiritual principles. And today, welcome on board, Susie, and your key wisdom bite today from your book, Getting to Forgiveness, is meditation and forgiveness will reveal your highest divine potential, a simple and perfect blueprint for living a happy life. Welcome, Susie. I'm so thrilled. Thank you, to- Richard. It's my uh, honor to be with you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And so, as I said, the, the simple framework here, what have you learned? What would you change? And what are you grateful for? That's our typical podcast framework. And so let's kick it off, Susie. What is the most profound revelation as a result of the near-death experience that you, that you experienced that you did not believe in before? You know, that's a really great question, Richard. But the truth is, Um, I don't know if it has anything to do with belief, but what I do know is what I found out or my most profound revelation was or is and still is that all there is is love. Yeah. That's all you you have to live with and that's all you take with you. You can have all the jewelry in the world or the best and most amazing house and car and boat and, you know, all the things that you have to have before you die. But in fact, you don't take those with you. But what you do take with you is love. That love is is not just profound, but it is is eternal. And that's what your spirit takes back to where you're going, okay? Where you need to be. And that's really, it's not a belief. It's a knowing, I guess, at this point in time. And so that to me was a a result of my near-death experience. And I really did not know it you know, prior to that. that uh, that's awesome, Susie. I, 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 can, I can really understand that point. Um, in my own journey and my own kind of learnings along the way as well, when you mentioned the attachment to things, materiality, and whatever it may be, um, it's a sure sign and a sure way to potential unhappiness, right? And so, as you say, love, compassion, selflessness, are the words that kind of resonate deep in me. So I really thank you for that. And, and, it, and it is all about love. There's no two it's ways. Not, right. It's not what you get. It's what you give. That's right. That's and, when you, and when you do give 
of yourself and when you give love and when you do give uh, compassion and, and um, just sh sharing yeah. everything and anything you can to others in whatever form, because not everybody can give, it's not always financial. Yeah. Right. As right. I say to people sometimes just smile at somebody, you'd be surprised the gift you gave them because what you don't know is they might've been walking into uh, killing themselves that afternoon until you smiled at them. Yeah. And then they realized that there was hope for the world and, you know, change their mind. So, you know, you can change a life by just smiling. So to me, that's a gift. And as you give that, it changes so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. Susie, what do you mean by one reaching a state of enlightenment? Did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> Did I say that? Let me think. Hmm. <laughs> Um, you know, I think we're all enlightened. I'll be honest yeah. with you. We're all enlightened beings. We're all, um, uh, very high spiritual beings. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, some of us don't know that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as a result, we're not walking our light. We're, yeah. we're not living our, our light. Right. And so to me, it's, it's really about connecting with what, uh, your spirit, your soul uh, has chosen for you to the lessons it's it's chosen for you to to learn on uh, during this lifetime because I believe yeah. in reincarnation which of course I I really wasn't aware of again in the last 32 years Richard everything in my life that I knew prior to that okay for the first 38 was upended in such a way that I had no clue of half the things that obviously I was shown and given and and you know put in my head if you will yeah. so so that to me is what enlightenment enlightenment is it's really is connecting with your spirit and your soul on a regular basis through meditation through also knowing that you are the light and trusting that and that you're here for a mission and a purpose yeah and it, yeah. and by the way it doesn't have to be some big grand thing yeah Absolutely. A lot, a lot of people say to me all the time, well, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? Well, you know, it, it doesn't have to be some, you know, amazing, you know, uh, uh, and that's how they always want to see it. They want to see this big grand thing. And I say, you know, your purpose might just be to be who you are right now in your family unit. That's your purpose. Yeah. And so if, if that's not big enough for you, I don't know why you need to make it any bigger than that. And from there comes a lot. Right. Do you believe, Susie, that everyone has a unique purpose? I do. I do. Right. And I think everyone has many lessons that they've chosen to be shown in this lifetime right. from, a, from a spiritual point of view. And, and some of us get to a lot of them and some of us don't. And, you know, and that's why we keep coming back to keep perfecting the process. We're, we're resonating at a certain level here, Susie, for sure, because I, 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 too, believe in reincarnation and I, too, believe in, uh, you know, learning our lessons over lives and may, maybe over many lifetimes as well, which is, you know, another kind of def definition in some, uh, some beliefs. As, obviously, it's called karma, you know. But, but on, on, the, on the question of spirit or soul, Susie, describe what is meant by the spirit or soul. Well, I think... We are a spark from God. We're all made from that spark. And yeah. that becomes our spirit, if you will, or our soul. 
And because of that, we are eternal. And at some point in time, we all go, go back to that uh, energy, if you will. God, God is all that is, the universe. Call it what you want. Um, and um, that's who we are. So that's our soul and that's our spirit. And that's what's directing us. And we're his children. You know, we're her children. We are, we are all made from the same spark. Yeah. And so that is, that's, that's who our, what our spirit really is. And so we're back here just trying to clean it up and making it better, you know, shining it up and, wow. and, and, and making us, making them proud, right? That's really the goal is, look, I, I chose this path and I've made all my decisions based on what my spirit and soul in my soul contract, by the way. Okay, here's my soul contract. This is what I signed up for. And this is my soul family, friends and family, because this is the circle, right? Yeah. That you need to obviously uh, enjoy this process and see, see it for what it is without giving it a charge. Yeah. It's not negative. It's not positive. We're all here for that purpose. And seeing it from those new, you know, new eyes, if you will, clearly. And, um, and, and totally people learn from that place on a whole different level. You're, you're, you know, so many, so many levels above um, what you didn't know before. Once you really understand that concept and come from that place, you can now then take a deep breath and go, aha, now I get it. Yeah. The other day I did a class with, with a group. Um, it was actually a, a United Way, uh, uh, I was the first book club uh, and uh, my book was the first book. And one of the things that someone said to me was when I was young, my, my mother had a, uh, had a son after I was born and he uh, had some mental and physical issues. And I was always angry at God over why my brother had to deal with all of these issues and my family and my mom and and we had this whole conversation over the fact that that was the gift that he brought to your family. And yeah. she said to me, Susie, he is the biggest gift that he brought to the, the family. But when I was younger, I didn't realize the gift. But now I realize how he brought us together, how he brought he taught me to be compassionate, to see things from a disabled person's eyes. I mean, and on and on and on. And it really, you know, just changed her way of seeing and then, of course, thank God for having him as a brother. So you see, when you see things clearly, you see things for what they really are Absolutely. and the gift that they really are. Absolutely. So his soul, his spirit chose that family. Yeah. Right. Those yeah. parents and yeah. that daughter and all of the things that went around in order to to really learn the lessons and grow together Absolutely. on a spiritual level. You know, on a human level, all we say is, oh, how sad. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, what a terrible life. Oh, how, you know, all the things that we think about when, in fact, this was the gift. Right. This was the lesson. This was the purpose. And he was prepared to take that challenge and also be the person to be in that, in that um, situation, putting his soul in this lifetime in that, in that scenario, Right. Absolutely. And so that was, that was huge. And Absolutely. I mean, she said, I have goosebumps. Thank you so much for explaining it. We're now, of course, I, I, I 
I've now lived it from that place, but now hearing it from you only just reinforces the truth. Absolutely. Absolutely. Susie, on the point about, uh, you know, reincarnation, and thank you for the explanation of, you know, how and why we choose uh, to be born into certain families, uh, you know, and so on. How do we, how do we reconcile the proof of past lives with disbelief in re reincarnation? You know, I don't think, it, I get a lot of conversation about reincarnation all the time and questions yeah. actually. Um, but I don't think it's, you have to believe in it one way or the other. I don't think it's a belief. Yeah. I didn't realize until I had a near death experience, how real it was, that's yeah. number one. Yeah. And number two, I've also had past life regressions. Yeah. Through hypnosis. And in fact, this is how I was able to, to release and, and receive all the information that was transmitted to me while I was on the other side through the beings of light that in fact telepathically spoke to me. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I don't think reincarnation should be something that people need to believe. I don't think it has to be uh, uh, stuck in a particular uh, religion or, mm -hmm. you know, people say to me, Oh, angels, that's only for Christian people or mm -hmm. reincarnation. That's only for Buddhist people or, you know, everything has a, and I always say, no, it's not like that. We're all surrounded by beings of light and angels and guides so does that mean if I'm Jewish, I shouldn't, I don't have them. If I'm a Buddhist, only, I can only think about, you know, uh, karma and, and reincarnation or, or whatever. I mean, you know, people are very, they classify stuff when in fact, that's not the case. We're all humans. We're all spiritual beings having, you know, an experience on this earth, a yeah. physical experience. And so reincarnation is just part of it and if they don't want to believe it that's up to them and their choice but you know i, I don't try and sit and force anybody into the knowing mm -hmm. the knowing either comes or it doesn't come yeah. and you, you know i'm i i try not to be one of those folks that tries to cram it down your throat and say but this is the truth <laughs> no you know uh, it's it's just a reality. And, and so I do my very best to try and remind folks and, sh and share with them stories of why there is reincarnation. Yeah. There are so many, there are just so many spirits and I'm going to use the word souls. There are just so many souls that we are, and we're constantly being, um, um, what's the word um, brought back and forth, right? Yeah. It's like a, it's uh, like a little machine. So one dies, one comes back in. It's a constant coming and going. And there, God only made so many of us. Yeah. It's, yeah. Not, it's not unlimited. And so that's the only way we can continue to, to fill our planet and earth with the new humans that, that keep being born every day and dying every day is that our soul has to reincarnate. I don't know if that answered your question. No, it does. It does. It, it absolutely does. And so... Pull, pull, pull this one further along. You know, angels guided you to your junior near-death near experience. How would you explain the phenomenon of people who claim that they got visits from ghosts and maybe undesirable spirits? How would you, how would you explain that to them? Like everything, like everything, Richard, there is a dark and a light. Yeah. There, there really is. There's daylight and night, right? It's just the truth. Mm -hmm. And there are... Um, there are dark spirits. There really are. And so 
what I tell them is protect yourself, close yourself off, you know, yeah. uh, keep yourself, uh, keep that, that negative energy away from you. Uh, yeah. Keep uh, open, open to only the highest of the high and close off to anything other than that. And when you, and don't mess with Ouija boards and crazy stuff that, you know, just really attracts this kind of negative energy. And yeah. so there are, there are ghosts. There are what I call earthbound spirits yeah. that are not, uh, don't want to leave. You know, something happened so radically at that moment that they still, they're, they're still walking the planet. You know, they're, they, they're still in that house. They're still in that room. They're still, you know, walking around in the middle of the night and making noises and making people run, run for the hills, you know, in, the, in uh, Savannah and different places. So um, they do exist. Um, but what I like to just know that um, you just have to keep meditating and knowing that you are the light and, con and control your light and, and close yourself off to anything negative. I always say, my saying is, I am the light of God dissipating shadows wherever I am. I am the light of God dissipating shadows wherever I am, which is how I remove and release anything that's dark or negative. So I am, I close it, I open it with I am, and I close it with I am. I am the light of God dissipating shadows wherever I am. So boom, I'm now sealed off and you can't get in me. You can't, you know, you can't uh, scare me. You can't bring any negative energy towards me. And that's, but, uh, you know, I don't consider that heaven or hell. Yeah. I think we create our own heaven and hell. That's on a earth. That's a great point, Susie. I, I was, we were going to go there actually. So, so please keep me on that point. Heaven and hell. Well, is I, yeah. I think, I think our, we create our own heaven and hell. Yeah. There, there is no devil down in the bottom of the, wherever you think yeah. hell might be, you know, yeah. sitting there, you know, with the, with the dark, uh, 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 you know, with, with the with things in his ears, what do you call it? The uh, horns and yes. the, the, the red outfit and, and burning to smithereens. I mean, that doesn't exist. I, what I know is that, you know, that's not what, you know, again, that was man-made mm -hmm. to create fear in the masses. Yeah. And, and lots of things that were created over time. Don't forget the Bible was written how many years ago, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Who wrote, who wrote the Bible? Yeah. Who, who wrote everything that we read that we take and say, this is truth. Yeah. It was written by man. And by the way, it was also changed into so many languages right yeah and every time you translate it into another language guess what happens one word becomes another word another word becomes another word and three thousand years later boom what you're reading has got nothing to do with what was the original intent yeah right yeah. and so you have to remember that and so and it, a lot of this was for controlling the masses and it was a doctrine, so people would read it and say, okay, I got to follow these rules. Mm -hmm. And I always say the Ten Commandments, or God didn't give us Ten Commandments. God said, here are things that you should consider living a life of honor and love and come from that place. But it's your choice. This is your own, this is your soul. There is no judgment. There is no judgment. You're the one that's going to the pearly gates and checking out your own life review and yeah. then deter and then determining oh i didn't finish this i didn't get to that i didn't do this 
I guess I got to come back now and, you know, change the, you know, start all over again. And that's true. That's exactly what you choose. And so there is no heaven or hell. You can make, I, and one, say, one thing I say to people all the time, wherever you go, there you are. Yep. If in fact you do believe there is a hell and you make people's lives hell and you are, you know, a hellish kind of person, you will be feeling and will be in a hell situation. Yep. But not, not because a hell exists right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the same thing, if you live in, if you live in a, in a very calm and serene and peaceful and loving environment, that to me is heaven. Just go sit outside and enjoy the breeze and watch the birds and be in the sun and take a bike ride. That's heavenly. So, I mean, yeah. it's all really a matter of perspective of, you know, what you see and how you feel about both of yeah. those things. So I, I, I want to close the loop on the soul and the spirit here, Susie. Um, how would you respond to me saying, but I'm my physical body. I am my physical body. Well, That's me. Yeah, well, you already know the answer, Richard. You are not your physical body. This is just a shell that's yeah. just taking care of your, your current uh, soul. Yeah. And this is the, the shell that you chose, the family yeah. you chose, the color you chose, the religion you chose, the country you chose. All these options were given to you and you made those decisions. And, yeah. this, and, and this shell will go because it's from sand to sand and boom, when you come back, you'll have a new shell. And yeah. you might be a woman next time around. I may be a man, I may be gay, I may be white, I may be black, I may be green, it doesn't matter. That's yeah. all my, that's all my choice. Yeah. So yeah. your body is nothing in, in the big scheme of things. We are just enjoying a, a physical body, but we are really living a spiritual life. Our soul is asking us to live, you know, from that place and to remind yourself and to remember, reconnect with what is it that I'm here to do? What yeah. was I, you know, why am I, why am I back here now again? Yeah. You know, what are the lessons? Who am I supposed to really, uh, where am I supposed to come from? What am I supposed to do? What is the result of me living this life now? Yeah. yeah. You know, who can I help? Who can I love? Who can I connect with? You know, what do I have to, rec who do I have to reconcile with? Who do I have to forgive? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, 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 and the ego plays a big part in this. The I yes, it does. Yeah. I this, I that. I can do this. I I'm this and I'm that. Oh, the um, I. Mm -hmm. all, all, yeah, all about the I. And, and it's. I mean, I want to talk a little bit later about your views on just global consciousness in general and our you know materialistic world. But um, so, what would you say to to the listeners about you know, I'm me, I'm about me, rather than your opening statement with this is about love. You know, to me, ego stands for. Edging God out. Wow, that's powerful. I love that. I love edging, that. Edging God out. Yeah. And, and once you realize what you're doing and your ego is really that, that monkey mind that's constantly telling you, you know, it's that chatter that never shuts up, yeah. telling you you're this, you're that, you're good, you're bad, you're smart, you're pretty, you're ugly, you're stupid, you know, it just never shuts down. Um, but it's all, you know, you just got to say to it, stop. 
I know who I am. I know what I need to be. I know where I need to go. And, and I am one with the universe, period. I yeah. mean, I know it's easier said than done. But once you understand who your ego is and how powerful it is, it really doesn't want you to stop. That ego actually it gets in the way of meditating. Yes. I've had lots of people who I've taught to meditate over the last 30 years where I can't stop that chatter. And yeah. I always say, you don't have to stop the chatter. I've yeah. never told you your mind has to be totally quiet. That's mm -hmm. not what meditation is about. If you're able to reach that silly milli, 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 millisecond of that moment where you're like, there's no sound, then you're there. And, you're and you will get to one of those moments in between all that noise. Yeah. And, and once, you're, when you, once you get there and you feel it and you experience it, there is nothing like it. It really is like nirvana, right? It just, it's beyond. So, uh, I don't know, I got out of, I was like no, in 12 it, different no, places. No, it, it, it's, beauti it's beautiful, Susie. And, and uh, you know, I remember, I know you've read Wayne Dwyer's books. He, um, he mentioned something really beautiful to me, which really struck me years ago, which was, you know, there's duality everywhere. There's on off, there's north, south, and yet space space cannot be chopped into pieces. And so if you can access that space is what you're saying, even for a millisecond or however yes. long, you actually access yes. infinity. And yes. I thought, wow, that was really, really profound, Susie, for me. I, I got it when I read that, just one little sentence, you know? Mm. But, and it's a true statement. It's a very- and you, only get, and you only get that through meditation though, Richard. Yes, that's exactly. And that's why meditation was something that was so, uh, strongly given to me. Yeah. Of one of my purposes to come back and try and teach as many people to meditate as possible to really get into that and, and um, connect with that experience, right? That yeah. no time or space, but that little window of opportunity yeah. to go, oof, I'm in it. That's right. And it's in that second, then you go, I've now touched the hand of God. That's you right. know, you, that's yeah. how you feel. Yeah. Oh, that is beautiful, Susie. So continue on the on the the karma, the topic of karma here, which is you know, what you sow, you you shall reap. Deepak Chopra said it beautifully. He said, um, "Karma is a perfect accounting system." <laughs> it's a perfect yeah. accounting system, right? It's, it's a really interesting concept, karma. <laughs> I've been How saying you, it. I've been using the words, pardon my French. I've been saying karma is a bitch. Yes, that, that's you know? right. Yeah. Karma, karma is a bitch. It'll come slap you real fast if, you know, teach you something really, really fast. And you realize, whoa, you know, where did that come from? Yeah. Um, but, you know, in the big scheme of things, um, I don't know that karma is something that um, happens all the time quickly. Sometimes yeah. it happens in this lifetime. And sometimes it happens in other lifetimes. Yeah. Like I get people ask me all the time about Hitler. Yeah. And I say, you know, what you don't know is when that karmic uh, debt, if you will. Yeah. What is and was to be paid back for him and by him. So don't you don't you worry your little head. It will be taken care of. And he chose that and he was given that responsibility to do what he did for whatever reason and purpose. 
Maybe it wasn't, it was to enlighten the planet. Maybe it was to bring all of the European nations together to fight this. You know, I mean, there was so many lessons to be learned from that experience. It wasn't just about all the people that he killed, right? Yeah. There was a lot of different layers of lessons to be learned from that. So to me, karma is not necessarily happening in this lifetime. And um, it, it will happen. I don't know if you can eliminate karma, yeah. but, I, but I do know that, you know, you're always working towards it not being too heavy of a debt. That's right. That's right. You know, the more you give, the hopefully the more the debt keeps going down. Absolutely. You know? and, to your, and to your point, Susie, earlier about, uh, you know, bringing in certain imprints from life to life. Correct. Right. Um, uh, I'm sure as we get into the conversation around meditation, meditation um, hopefully will bring us closer to understanding what those imprints are, whether they're wonderful imprints or areas we need to improve in our lives. So we can try to at least change some of the, the karmic debts. You know, and I've been having, because of COVID-19, Richard, you yes. can imagine lots of people have been asking me questions about why all these people are dying. Yes. Right? Yeah. And, and I always say they chose this particular path. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm going to say to you. And I know it's a really hard statement to make because not everybody wants to hear that statement. Yeah. But we all, we all choose the way that we want to leave our physical body. Yeah. We all choose it from our human eyes. We don't want to believe that that could be possible, that we would choose, uh, you know, being in Germany and being stuck in a concentration camp and then being, you know, uh, shut and stuck in a big hole with 6 million other people. But the fact of the matter is they did choose all of that. Yeah. Just like a plane crash, just like a, a uh, anything that you want to look at. That's a, you know, a nine 11. Yeah. You know, it goes on and on. And so an earthquake of this or that, people say to me, well, how could all these people? Well, because there's um, millions and trillions of people on the planet and all these souls have chosen that very moment in time. Yes, they did. Yeah. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. they did. And right now, all over the planet, people are leaving the planet. Yeah. Choosing, choosing to leave under the auspices of COVID-19. Yeah. Just like they did in 1918. Right. It's only, right. it's only 100 years ago. Yeah. That's but right. there is no time or space. Yeah. So maybe the people that didn't leave 1918 are now leaving in 2020. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, it's a choice. Yeah. Every, when, you, when, when everything that you said you were going to do, your soul, that contract is now up. You mm -hmm. find a way to get to where you need to be. Yeah. And that is to to expire, right? Yeah. In one form or another. From our physical point of view, who misses you but the human lives you leave behind, your yeah. family, your friends and, and your coworkers and everything else. But the truth is that person now is off to something else. Yeah. That soul is now moved on. While yeah. we're not moved on, we're suffering, we're crying. There was recently a family of 10 people passed away in one family I yeah. was reading the other day. I mean, guess what? Those, that's a soul group that all travel together. Yeah. yeah. And they're continuing in their travel. Yeah. And for those that are left behind, what they now need to learn and, and live with and, and, and maybe create some incredible philanthropy 
you know, a nonprofit to help family. I mean, you know, all good things can come from stuff that happens. Yeah. And it's just, a, it's just a choice. So I don't know if I explained that properly for you. No, you did. You did. You actually okay. hit the right point on that one. Um, and so does that also apply to scenarios of deja vu? Because I meet people and we all have thoughts and I, I know you from somewhere or <laughs> I've got some unusual connection with you or I've been here before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, because you have. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, your father could have been your mother and your mother could have been your aunt and your aunt was your cousin. And, and yeah. you know, all these folks that you don't you find that there's one person in the family that you're like, so that really always took care of you as a child and loved yeah. you more than anybody else. A cousin, an aunt, uh, your grandmother, you know, you yeah. name it. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, that's who, it, there was no deja vu. They're just back in that soul group to be with you. And there's always unfinished business, Richard. There's yeah. always unfinished business. Always. Right. There's no way that you can finish everything in your contract. That's very rare. Yeah. Your soul contract is incredibly expansive because yeah. that's how you want it to be. You're not going to just say, I want to just do four things and then I'm out of here. No, you want to accomplish a lot. And so it doesn't always happen for whatever reason. Yeah. Okay. And so, no. So yeah, deja vu is for sure. And people, places, and things a hundred percent. Like I knew from my, my lifetime, I did not want to go to Spain and mm -hmm. an opportunity to go to Spain. Yeah. Uh, and I would always say to my husband, I don't want to go to Spain. I don't know what it is, but I just, I just feel um, concerned about what, what it might bring to me. Mm -hmm. And it turns out from a near death experience, I, I was a, a rabbi in, in the Southern part of Spain, right not right near Morocco in that, in that Andalusia area. Yeah. And, and um, it was, during the time of the Moors and all of that was changing and the inquisition was going on and, and they wanted all the Jews that lived there to convert to Christianity. And I didn't know any of this until I came back from Spain. And, but I, I felt this, this really scary energy being there. I felt that I was being followed. I felt that you know, all the caves that I lived in one of these caves was so, like you say, deja vu. I've been here. I know yeah. these stairs. I, I see the synagogue, which is now a, a temple. You know, yeah. it's, uh, it's a, uh, uh, I mean, it goes on and on. So to make a long story short, I met this, uh, this very, uh, let's say, um, psychic rabbi by accident my brother was working at his office doing some furniture placement and the rabbi says to my brother you need to bring your sister to come see me now my brother of course is working unrelated to the rabbi and doesn't even know how he even knows that he has a sister yeah right mm -hmm. so my brother calls me and he says this rabbi wants me to get you to call him to set up an appointment to see him this rabbi then can confirms everything I already knew about Spain, shakes my hand and says to me, you know, you have the star of David carved into your hand. And I said, what? He said, yeah, 
you put the star of David, you and your brother both have the star of David. It's carved into your hand, which I, I'll have to show you one day when I meet yeah. you in person. And you put that in there so yeah. that for every lifetime from here on in, you will yeah. never be able to be anything but Jewish. Wow. Wow. And they wanted us to convert to, to, to Christianity and to not, not, not pray, not, not be involved with our, with our, um, with our religion. And I, I went ahead and carved my hand and I said, okay, I'm, I'll stay alive, but I will forever be a Jew. And that's exactly what happened. That is amazing. That anyway. Is, that is so, amazing. I mean, I don't know. It's a strange story, but it's for real. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so when, 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 when you die, when you die, Susie, what happens? Do we, there's, I, I've read, you know, you meet with loved ones, you get to reunite with them. Um, you may, you know, access certain planes and then you choose at some point to come back to earth or not, right? According to yeah. Yeah. your karma, et cetera. It is, it, I mean, expand a little bit more on, 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 on what you believe. Well, from my experience, all I can tell you is that I was not shown any uh, family members because I didn't physically die, die. Yes. I, yeah. I had a near-death experience. So I was surrounded by the light and this energy and all of these beautiful beings of light. And in fact, yeah. Archangel Michael, which stood behind me, yeah. who told me, who told me at that very moment, by the way, telepathically, I've been with you for many lifetimes. Wow. Uh, like what? Right. Here I was, you know, really a non non um, religious person up to that moment in time. And now all of a sudden here I am surrounded by this love, this energy, these feelings of of being at one with all of this love. That's what I felt. You couldn't feel anything. I mean, there are still no words for me to explain. But then he goes on to tell me he's been with me for many lifetimes, protecting and watching over me and guiding me. And I mean, uh, like what? But um, so what happens when you die? My experience or what I've been told is that you in fact do, if in fact you feel you want to connect with these other beings that were with you in this lifetime, your mother, your father, your grandparents, you know, people that have passed over, even your pets, mm -hmm. right? They can be there waiting for you to help you in that transition during that process to make you more at peace and more comfortable so that there is nothing to fear because so many people are afraid of death. Having a near death experience brought me such peace about not having to fear death because I now realize that this it's just a beautiful experience. It's really not scary. Yeah. Um, and, and by the way, some people see, Mother Teresa, some people see Jesus, some people see, you know, Gandhi, some people see Buddha, some people, you know, whatever they feel most connected with is yeah. what they're going to connect with, right? That's just a reality. And that brings them joy and peace and also peace. Um, did I say peace? That, that brings them, <laughs> I feel like I'm repeating myself. And so that brings them a lot of joy and peace. And from that moment on, they do decide, do I want to hang here for a little bit or do I want to immediately reincarnate, right? And by the way, because there is no time or space, 
It could be five years to 10 years to 100 years. It's really spirit time, not human time. Understood. Understood. Because that, that was my question is, where, where is the holding pattern? Where, where is the holding pattern, you know? And, and you're saying there is no... There is no time and space, right? It's yes, that's a great. There is, great there is correct. There is no time or space, and and as you know, I don't know if you've ever connected with a psychic or a medium who have connected with a, one of your loved ones. Have you? No, I have not. I have not. I have. Yeah. And you know, obviously, there comes a time that you can no longer connect with that person with that energy because they have moved on. Right. They have, they have reincarnated. So you, if in fact you want to choose to do that, you have to do it sooner than later. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so it, it's real and they are just waiting for, it's kind of like a, um, a, a placement organization, right? You, you come in, you punch your card and you go, okay, let me see my life review. Let me review. And this is yourself, by the way. Yeah. There is no pearly gates. There's no St. Peter waiting to, to you, know, score, you know, judge what you've created or what you haven't done. You're the one that gets to make that decision. If, if you lived your life the way you chose in your, in your soul contract. And if you haven't, then you decide what your next soul contract is going to look like, where you're going to be. Who are you going to be? What your what your sex is going to be? What family you're going to be with? What your country is going to? Yeah, all of that now is your next uh, job, if yeah. you will. Yeah. And now, when you're ready, your spirit then goes, "Okay, I see where Mama's going to have her baby," and you know, there goes the spirit and the soul right into that child, and there you go. That's that's the circle of life and death, really. Absolutely. So, so, so Susie, I, um, I have five um, siblings. They're all in the UK. We lost our, our mother, you know, unexpectedly and surprisingly 15 years ago. And she I'm was so sorry. No, th thank you. And, and, um, so, and she's still in our hearts every single day. We think about it. We talk about it every day. We believe she's truly an angel. We'd love to see her one day. Uh, you will. What would you say to me? She's waiting to see you whenever your time comes. Wow. She will be there for you. When you feel that strongly about a being that has crossed over, they will yeah. wait and will be there waiting for you to support and love you and show you that everything is going to be okay. Yeah. And that yeah. they're okay. Yes. They're now young and youthful and not ill in any way. And, you know, just having a great old time. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you know, you I, I, I spoke with my daughter who I think, yes. you know, passed yes. away yes. yeah. and I, and I, and I did a reading with a psychic medium Yeah. sometime in September, October this year, actually. Yeah. And she didn't even have my name. I didn't mm. give her my, my real name. And she proceeded to give me information that nobody would know other than my daughter. And it was so crystal clear besides her wedding date, her birthday, my birthday, uh, the color of the patio furniture outside my patio, right? And then she went and said to me, mom, I'm still dancing and, I've, and my hair is long again. Now my daughter had had chemotherapy, she had no hair when she passed away. 
And so for her to say to me, and she had very long curly hair. And so she knew these are things that I thought about. And this is the stuff that she's doing now on the other side. And she goes, I am just traveling the world, mom. I'm dancing. I'm having fun. And I mean, this is what she told me. Wow. And I've got, and I've got my hair back. So I know she's at peace and she's enjoying herself. And it was her time. It was her time. And there was so, there's so many things behind her purpose on this planet for me. Yeah. Because she came in for me so that I can survive. Yeah. In the big scheme of things, that's another conversation for another podcast. Yes. But let me tell you that it's real. It's yeah. for real. And, and they're there waiting to talk to you and see you and show you around and, and, and hold your hand and say, it's all going to be okay. There's nothing to be afraid of. And I believe that every single day, Susie. I, I 100%. And by I, the way, she's, she's never left your side. She's standing on your left right now. Wow. Wow. That's reassuring. That's powerful and very profound. She's so proud of you. Thank you for that. Thank you for that, Susie. As we are of, of, of her, for sure. I hope that you found today's session valuable. If so, please follow me on Instagram at outram.richard and post your comments. Thank you again. Until the next podcast.